everyone, my name is Zachary Rozier, and welcome to episode 45, 614 Check, here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. We have a great show for you today, and the Ohio State men's and women's hockey teams played some great opponents this week. We're going to get to everything regarding both of their series. We'll also talk a little bit about the Columbus Blue Jackets, some injury updates there as well. We'll talk about a few games and news surrounding the team. Then, of course, we do have new Cannon Digest episodes, one of them coming out today when you're listening to this podcast recapping the Blue Jackets and Detroit Red Wings. The link for the Cannon Digest is in the description. Let's get into everything regarding the Ohio State men's and women's hockey teams and the Columbus Blue Jackets in this week's focus. Enjoy. Ohio State women's hockey team as they went all the way to Duluth, Minnesota to take on Minnesota Duluth uh, and Minnesota Duluth at this time when they played them are number eight in the country and the Buckeyes played them on Big Ten Network Friday evening. The Buckeyes defeating the Bulldogs two to one earning the Buckeyes fifth straight conference win with the victory over the Bulldogs. Uh, and the first goal of the game going to the Buckeyes just 127 to play in the first period. The Buckeyes Getting a power play goal as Peyton Levis got the goal off assists from Emma Peschel and Emma Malte. The Ohio State Buckeyes putting eight shots on goal in the second period. Nothing getting past Emma Soderberg. Uh, and Reagan Kirk getting the start in both Duluth games, uh, which is very notable as she gets the net for that after she has had a great start to the season. And nothing in that second period after... 20 minutes in that second, uh, so it was still one nothing for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, but Emma Malte getting a goal for Ohio State in the third, getting her second point of the game. Gabby Rosenthal and McKenna Webster getting the assist. Minnesota Duluth then pulled Soderberg uh, for the extra skater, and they were able to score their only goal of the game with 59 seconds left, breaking Reagan Kirk's shutout streak. Uh, and Ohio State was able to. Um, Bend off the comeback attempt from the Bulldogs. Kirk getting 19 saves uh, in the last period, which is crazy, uh, and helped the Buckeyes win the game. Uh, and right now, shots on goals-wise, 34-27 to 27 for Minnesota Duluth, something the Ohio State Buckeyes usually are able to outshoot uh, their opponents, but they were unable to for shots on goals. But total shots, it was 53-45 to 45 for Ohio State. Buckeyes were 1-for-2 on the power play. Duluth was 0-for-2. And the Buckeyes, again, losing on the faceoffs, 26-21, but they were still able to come away with the win. Now, the second game of the series didn't go the way that Ohio State would have wanted as the Buckeyes fall to UMD in a higher-scoring game in overtime. 5-4 was the final score there. And as this was another great game, as the Bulldogs ultimately came away with the 5-4 win. Um, but the Buckeyes uh, gave up two goals in the first 10 minutes and were down 2-0, um, but they continued to come back in this game. Minnesota Duluth scored a pair of goals within a minute apart from each other. Uh, Gabby Rosenthal for the Ohio State Buckeyes bounced back for them, cutting uh, UMD's lead to just one. And a tally from Sophie Jakes at 10-13 in the second period tied the game. But then the teams continued to trade goals uh, back and forth with the game. 
The power play was great for the Buckeyes. They scored two of their three game-tying goals uh, with an advantage on the power play. Uh, Jake, who's nation's leading power play scorer, uh, she got the game to a piece, uh, and Rosenthal went to score her second goal of the game in the Buckeyes' final power play to tie it 4-4. to McKenna Webster got the Buckeyes' third goal, uh, diving on a rebound. And, of course, though, it was Duluth's Claire Van Weeren who got the game-winning goal at 3.37 in the five-minute overtime. Uh, and this was just another great game. Uh, it was the fifth consecutive matchup between the Buckeyes and Bulldogs that made the game decided by just one goal. Uh, and Reagan Kirk getting the start again, third consecutive start for the Buckeyes, making 27 saves in the loss. And now Ohio State will have the weekend off as it's going to be some finals week for some of the players there. And then they will go back on the road to play number 10 Cornell on December 17th and 18th, 7 and 3 p.m. respectively in New York. And when it comes to Ohio State's non-conference slate, they had, of course, Colgate earlier. And now they're going to face off against Cornell, which is just another opportunity for the Buckeyes to continue to show they are a strong team in the NCAA. But let's move on to men's hockey for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Going to Pagula, one of the hardest places to play in the NCAA hockey sphere. And the Buckeyes had a valiant effort, but fell to the number six, Whitney Lions 2-1 to one in the Friday game. Head coach Steve Rollick saying, I thought the guys played a good game. Uh, we put ourselves in a good position to win, but unfortunately came up a little short. Uh, Penn State scored the only goal in the first period to four seconds into its first power play. That was Connor McGeeran, um, who got the redirection in front. Uh, and in the second period, the Buckeyes tied it one apiece. Cole McWard uh, was able to get the goal there. But the game-winning goal coming with 531 left in regulation. The Buckeyes killing consecutive penalties, uh, including a 29-second 5-on-3. But Nittany Lions scored seven seconds after both power plays expired. Uh, and Jimmy Dowd deflected off a skate in front, uh, which was the game winner for the Nittany Lions. And that was definitely not something the Buckeyes wanted to do. They wanted to, of course, get a sweep and win. But this is still a very good effort against a very, very good Nittany Lions team. Uh, and the Buckeyes definitely want to respond in the next day, and they did. And just like the Women's Hockey Series, lower scoring game, uh, and both of them actually were 2-1 to one, uh, on the Fridays, and then they went up much higher scoring games in the Saturday games. As this one for men's hockey, the Buckeyes winning 4-3 to three on the road, and that's a huge victory for this Buckeyes team, especially responding after they had to split at LIU during Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and that's something huge for this Buckeyes team. Head coach Steve Rollick saying, I'm really proud of the team. I thought we worked hard both nights, and we were rewarded with a big road win. Uh, Penn State opening the scoring at 227 in the second, uh, but the Buckeyes responded 24 seconds later. That's exactly what the Buckeyes team needs uh, to really respond in a quick fashion. Uh, and, of course, Jake Wise tying the game at one of Keats. And then the Buckeyes got the lead, being 2-1 from Jaden Leslie. Then Penn State came back, deadlocked the game as Danny uh, Dejinev 
tallied uh, the game time goal at 13:57. But then the Buckeyes came back quickly as Tate Singleton scored off a one-timer, uh, and the goal came five seconds after a brief Ohio State power play, and just 56 seconds after the Penn State goal. So that's again an example of the Buckeyes answering very soon, right after keeping things going. And the first goal of the game that the Buckeyes responded to, making it a 1-1 game, that was 24 seconds later. The second goal uh, after Penn State tied the game, 56 seconds later for the Buckeyes to get the go-ahead goal, which is big for them. And then things continued to go up as uh, the only goal of the second period, excuse me, coming from Buckeye Joe Dunlap, redirecting a goal from a shot from Patrick Guzzo. And then... You know, everything after that continued to go the Buckeyes' way as they got a total of four goals to Penn State's three. Ohio State now 15 for 72 on the power play. That's 20.8%. And the penalty kill still among the best in the NCAA. 67 for 73. That is 91.8%. Uh, now Messina also getting his first point of the year, which is great to see. Jake Wise now having a team best seven goals and 18 points. He has a point in 11 of the last 13 games, and I was able to speak to him for this Penn State series, and it really seemed right now that with Gustav Westland going to be out for a while with an injury, that Jake Wise being the only captain on this Buckeyes team, it's big for him um, to definitely show his leadership, and of course you want to lead off the ice in the locker room, especially with what's been going on with this Ohio State men's hockey team contributing on the ice, leading the team in points and goals and things like that, that is also a great leader. You want to lead on and off the ice, and that's something that Coach Steve Rollick and this Buckeyes team really need right now. But as we move on from the Ohio State men's and women's hockey teams, let's talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets, as they had not a busy week at all. They played the Vegas Golden Knights, losing to them 3-2. to but again, this was in a seven-round shootout. We have a Canon Digest episode on this one. And in all honesty, this was a really good game for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And they were dealing with some illness as well. Tarasov played fantastic. And there's the first two goals uh, for the Golden Knights. Then the Blue Jackets responded. Johnny Gaudreau and Boone Jenner. Uh, and then it was a seven-round shootout, which was pretty crazy. But then, of course, the Columbus Blue Jackets went off to Winnipeg, Patrick Laine's former team, and Patrick Laine making his return for the Blue Jackets, getting two goals in that game. The other goals coming from Erica Branson, his first goal as a Blue Jacket, and Gus Nyquist getting the other goal there. Pierre-Luc Dubois getting the one goal for the Jets as a former Jacket there. Donnie Gaudreau having a great game as well as he was able to get three assists. He's the number one star in that game. Line A2, Jonas Corpusalo, three. Now Elvis Merzlikens coming back off the IR as well, along with Patrick Line. And then the Blue Jackets played the Detroit Red Wings with that game. And that whole recap going to be on the Canon Digest when you're listening to this episode. So make sure you click the link in the description or go to linktr.ee slash Canon Digest to listen to a full recap there. But that's going to be everything you need to know in this week's focus from the Ohio State men's and women's hockey teams and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and we're going to go to the rapid headlines in College Corner. 
But before we do that, let's just talk about what to expect this week as the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, will be facing off against the Blue Jackets in Pittsburgh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Valley Sports Ohio. Then a back-to-back for the Blue Jackets at home on Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that game will be on TNT, the Blue Jackets' first time ever on TNT. Uh, And there may be a Canon Digest episode there. Cannot confirm or deny at this point. So make sure you stay tuned on our social media platforms. Then uh, it will be the Calgary Flames, 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday on Valley Sports Ohio. And then the Blue Jackets will finish off the week 6 p.m. versus the LA Kings on Valley Sports Ohio as well at 6 p.m. The Calgary Flames and LA Kings games will have Canon Digest episodes, so make sure you stay tuned for that. That's it for everything in this week's Focus. Without further ado, let's get right into the College Corner and Rapid Headlines. Let's get into the Rapid Headlines and College Corner here on 614 Check. Know the Blue Jackets recalling defenseman Tim Bernie from the Cleveland Monsters and assigning forward Brendan Gaunt back to Cleveland. We also know from last week, the Defender of the Week and the Goaltender of the Week belong to the Buckeyes as Sophie Jakes and Reagan Kirk getting those honors. Also know that Rope Hints of the Dallas Stars got a eight-year contract through the 2030-31 season. Eight years at $8.45 million. Also know the Blue Jackets assigning defenseman Bill Sweezy to the Cleveland Monsters. And we also know that Ford of the Month in the WCHA, belonging to Ohio State's Jenna Buglioni, uh, getting the first monthly honor of her career, getting a point in every game in the month, four goals, seven assists with a plus 11 rating. Sophie Jakes, of course, getting the Defender of the Month. Uh, helping the Buckeyes go to a 5-0-1 rank in November, uh, helping the penalty kill at 89.5%, and also had 10-point performance in the month of November. We also know that the Tempe City Council uh, had a meeting where a vote on the Arizona Coyotes' new arena and entertainment district uh, took place, and it will now be going to a referendum in May as the citizens of Tempe, Arizona, will be able to decide if the arena for the new Coyotes' home will be able to move forward or not. We also know that the Pittsburgh Penguins announced that defenseman Chris Letang is out indefinitely after suffering a stroke on Monday. The team says he's not experiencing any lasting effects and will undergo tests over the next week. Uh, and he reported symptoms on Monday. Latang did have a stroke as well in 2014. We also know the Blue Jackets signing uh, 2022 second-round pick Luca DeBell Belouz and 2021 fifth-round pick James Molesta to a three-year entry-level contract per player. We'll also know that when it comes to the Blue Jackets, they made some injury updates. Jakob Vorchak has not been medically cleared to resume hockey activities, remains sidelined indefinitely. He was diagnosed with a concussion after being struck with a high stick November 4 uh, in Finland. And it is, of course, important to notice um, that we don't know if or when Jakob Vorchak will come back to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he will have a press conference on Monday when you are listening to this episode. Jake Bean also had shoulder surgery, is out four to six months. 
Zakarensky uh, from the torn labrum surgery uh, had it this past Tuesday and is out for six months. The Blue Jackets game that was postponed with the Nashville Predators has also been moved to Tuesday, January 17th, 2023 at 7 p.m. Central, so 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's going to be it for the rapid headlines in College Corner here on 614 Check. And without further ado, let's get right into the outro. I hope you enjoyed episode 45 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week. And we will be back for episode 46 to talk about some Blue Jackets hockey next week as Ohio State men's and women's hockey teams are off as it is finals week at the Ohio State University. That's going to be it. everything here for episode 45. My name is Zach Rodier. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on episode 45 of 614 Check for a new episode of the Canon Digest with the link. In the